This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, May 19th. All right, so no Corey again today, but we're going to jump right in with a whole bunch of stuff going on in the sports world. And yesterday we had high school baseball on the airwaves over on the Superstation. It was the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines and the Staples Motley Cardinals. It was a fun back-and-forth affair between the two teams, and really the scoring got started early on in the bottom of the first inning. Connor Davis hits a solo home run to right field, gets the Wolverines up 1-0. They tack on a couple more, and then Staples Motley in the top of the second gets two. It's 3-2. By the sixth inning, after both teams exchange a suicide and a safety squeeze, we're tied up at four going into the top of the sixth inning. And that's when things started to go a little crazy again as well. The Cardinals, with two outs in the top of the sixth inning, then proceeded to go on a four-run rally to get an 8-4 lead going into the bottom of the sixth inning. And then for Wadena Deer Creek, they had their chance to come up and hit in the sixth. They got a couple runs initially, and then they had the bases loaded with one out, and they were down 8-7. And Staples Motley uh, pitcher Bettis came into the game. He got a strikeout, and all of a sudden with two outs and the bases loaded, there was a, a fly ball ripped into the gap, and the left fielder for Staples Motley was so close to making the catch, and he couldn't quite do it. It cleared the bases, and the Wolverines were able to take a 10-8 lead. And Davis, who came into, who was uh, getting the scoring going, I should say, in the first inning with that home run, he then came into the game to relieve Peyton Church, who came in to relieve starter Isaac Hammon, and Davis came in and got the final, believe, got the final four outs of that ball game to come in and close it. He was our player of the game for Wadena Deer Creek. Alex Schultz, the player of the game for Staples Motley as well, he went two for four with a couple singles and a couple RBIs as well. And really, there's a whole bunch of players you could have given player of the game to for either side. It was a wild back and forth game. Uh, like we said, lead changes. There were suicide squeezes. There were safety squeezes. There was four run, five run, six run innings. There's just a whole lot of stuff going on in that ball game. It was a fun back and forth affair between the Wolverines and the Cardinals. And for Wadena Deer Creek, they have a matchup against New York Mills today. Staples Motley has the day off, and then they have a doubleheader on Saturday because, you know, might as well. The games just keep on coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, as, as Smash Mouth would like to say. Uh, so really, that's that's pretty much the ball game uh, in a very short and condensed version, but it was fun, it was wild, it was crazy, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it if you were listening last night. And the other thing for Wadena Deer Creek is after the game had the opportunity to talk with head coach Kyle Dykoff. Uh, got to talk a little bit about the game, and you can hear that on Wolverines Weekly tomorrow on KWAD, 9 a.m. on KWAD, and then you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as WadenaRadio.com to hear the coaches show Wolverines Weekly. You can hear all of his thoughts on the game, his thoughts generally on the season, and where they're going next, and I hope you do listen to that interview. Uh, coach Dykoff had a lot to say, and he including had a lot to say about some of his former players or current players who next year will be his former players because they're going on to the next level. Four of them have committed to M State in Fergus Falls, and here's what head coach Kyle Dykoff had to say about what that means for the program. 
I'm excited for for that group of seniors. For, you know, four of them: uh, Tyson Bartle, Connor Davis, Isaac Common, and Evan Lundy, all uh, signing with them State and Fergus Falls. And and it takes uh, not only a passion for the game uh, to go play at the next level. You got to really want it because uh, it's full time, fall and spring, and then also uh, talent. Uh, and I think all four of those kids have worked uh, themselves into a position baseball-wise where they can play at the next level. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for them there to go together as buddies and, and, and make the best of it a great opportunity. And they're all great kids, so I, I look forward to what the future holds for them. Yeah, well, a really great soundbite from Coach Dykoff there, talking about four of his players who are going on to the next level. And then, of course, with Jake Dykoff playing for the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks and making his debut, he also had something to say on that, but you'll have to wait till tomorrow morning to listen to that on KWAD. And, of course, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as Wadena Radio. Same place you can also listen to this morning Sports Desk podcast, by the way. So, uh, another note locally, uh, shifting eyes to basketball. Uh, Just saw this come across my timeline this morning. The Minnesota Basketball Coaches Association is holding a June D1 showcase invite, and that's June 16th and 17th. And basically they invite a whole bunch of of talented basketball players to come play uh, in a couple-day affair down in the cities, and locally, they invited Kale Misogadis of Henning uh, to join them uh, this in, in next month to go do that. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Henning program. I know Coach Misogadis is probably super proud uh, of Kale there. Uh, and uh, full disclosure, uh, proud cousin moment there. Congratulations, Kale. Uh, so let's now shift into our national sports here. Uh, a little bit, and let's talk the Minnesota Twins because they have a big series as they wrap up this West Coast road trip to try and create some separation, and they're going to be facing some pretty big stars as they are in Los Angeles, of course, so we talk about stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and we saw a lot of stars uh, when they played the Dodgers over the last couple days, but now they play the Angels, and of course, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and that crew that they boast, uh, I mean, we, we joke all the time about how great Trout and Otani are and how bad the rest of the team is, but the Twins didn't necessarily take care of business against the Angels last year, and now they have an opportunity to do it in 2022. The Angels are coming in with a 23-22 and record on the season, and uh, really, as we try and get a look at this series and, and get a look at, and preview everything, uh, both teams kind of are sitting in about the same spot. But, of course, the Twins are in first place in the American League Central. They have a three-and-a-half game lead on the Cleveland Guardians and the Detroit Tigers, an eight-and-a-half game lead on the Chicago White Sox, and a ten-and-a-half game lead on the Kansas City Royals. For contrast, the Angels are in third place in the AL West and four games back of the first-place Texas Rangers. Just in case you want to know uh, what it's it's been like in the AL Central so far this season. Looking at today's probables, it looks like we have Joe Ryan on the bump for Minnesota with a ERA just over two, and then Ryan Detmers of the Angels will pitch tonight. This should be a game the Twins win, and again, they should have themselves a good series here. But then in game two, it's going to be Louis Varland uh, versus 
uh, Pat Sandoval for the Angels. And then on uh, Sunday is really when it's going to be the good matchup. Pablo Lopez versus Shohei Otani. And that's going to be the matchup everybody wants to see. Will Shohei Otani show out? Can we get to see uh, the Phenom? And as much as it stinks because Shohei Otani's a great pitcher and it gives you a less advantageous chance to win, you still want to see Shohei Otani play and the things that, I mean, Ruthian is now... Shotani and the things Babe Ruth is doing was did was great, but the things Otani is doing, especially in the modern game, is even more amazing. Especially when you consider that in the modern game, which is harder than it was back in the 1930s, Shohei Otani is crushing Babe Ruth's record. So it's just amazing, and it's really, really, uh, really cool. So as much as it stinks that it could make the Twins lose a game, I want to see Shohei Otani do Shohei Otani things because I get a chance to watch him for a full game while the Twins are playing. That being said, Otani can still give great performances and the Twins can still win. That can both happen. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what the Twins weekend looks like. Uh, honestly, uh, I, I've been thinking about this, uh, and then we'll just kind of finish on this note. I know we've talked that we are going to do schedules, but Corey's been out the last couple days, and I kind of want to go over the Vikings schedule when he is here and we can discuss it and, and really go all in on this ordeal. But uh, I, I want to talk about watching the playoffs and watching not a ton of playoff basketball, but just a little bit of playoff basketball. And you think of the butterfly effect because the LA Lakers, now I know they're down 2 nothing in the series to Denver, but when you think of the playoff butterfly effect, there's really a chance that if the Wolves take care of business, that they are playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. And then they could theoretically beat the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. If the Wolves could just have made a like literally two more shots in the final 12 minutes of that first play-in game against the Lakers in Los Angeles, how different does this playoff race look? Because, of course, the Lakers went on to beat the Grizzlies, and then they went on to beat the Warriors to get to the Western Conference Finals. And, I, I mean, you think of the butterfly effect the Wolves had because then L.A. went on to do that. The Wolves went on to beat Oklahoma City and then lose in five games to Denver. But... I mean, I don't know. I just think of the, how different this playoff series looks if the Wolves go play Memphis and then potentially go play Golden State, a team that, as we've seen, is vulnerable. And not that the Wolves would necessarily be in a... I mean, they're still not winning the NBA title or anything like that, but how different does that playoff race look? And by the way, how different does it look if that play-in game isn't played in Los Angeles, but it's played in... Minnesota, if it's played at the Target Center, if the Wolves could have just beat a Portland Trailblazers team that wasn't even trying. I mean, the Wolf, you are who your record says you are. I'm not trying to say the Wolves are a better team than than they look like. They played about as well as they, they did. They were what their record said they were. But, man, believe it or not, the Minnesota Timberwolves have had a lot of uh, uh, ifs and buts, and and you know what they say about ifs and buts and candy and nuts and the whole nine yards. So I think that's going to wrap it up here. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, May 19th.